politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to fight anew for our life, liberty, property, and all that matters. If you truly are at the ready, some of you, uh, not those of you listening, but some of you in this fake movement, don't even have your gun out of the holster (laughs) ready to fire. We're still playing around, so much so that here we are, December 11th. Welcome back, by the way, Daniel Horowitz here. See our podcast for Monday. And it turns out we wasted an entire year on the right. And that's what I want to talk about, both at a congressional level and a presidential politics level. We have wasted an entire year that it was abundantly clear at the end of last year what we were facing politically, legislatively, and electorally. And we decided to double and triple down on that failure theater. It truly is amazing. See, if you go through a year a little bit at a time, you kind of get used to it. You get used to to, to the stench of the dumpster fire. But when you look at it in totality, it's truly remarkable where things stand now as as a fake conservative movement. So we'll start off. With the congressional stuff and then and then go to presidential politics, of course, uh, it's all about the polls. You know, Trump is going to win a by, by a million points. He's going to win all 50 states in the general election. Nikki Haley would win all 57 states. And DeSantis would lose all 50 states to Biden. I mean, that's what the polls are telling us. Isn't it interesting that the polls defy political science, but yet somehow they perfectly align with what? The entire system, and when I say the entire system, it's MAGA, it's the schmucks on the right, it's the schmucks on the left, the fake right, all of them want a certain outcome, and they're going to get it. And they're going to get it because we're stupid enough to fall into that trap. It's kind of that perfect, perfect middle where they're able to influence the primaries enough with their fake polls, because, you know, Republican voters like, I want to vote for the winner. And and then you get it, and then you'll see what happens thereafter. Uh, but first, one thing that is working, uh, more than our politics is our sponsors, that we're trying to create parallel economies for good, useful products of patriots. That describes QPGoatSoap.com. QP stands for Quinn Pittman, a 16-year-old Christian homeschooling entrepreneur who makes his own goat soap. And right now, by the way, if you go to QPGoatSoap.com, put in promo code Daniel for 10% off your order, you could get a shipment before Christmas. It really does make a great Christmas present. They also have now, aside from the regular soap and uh, you know other stuff, they have shampoo and face and body bars in both feminine and masculine scents. You certainly don't want to mix those up these days. Uh, makes a fun, unique gift package for those of you still uh, flummoxed as to what to give to your friends. So, uh, you know, you you go today, it will ship before Christmas, and you'll have it there. Um, 99 bucks for an entire year of all four season, seasonal scents, uh, but just 30 bucks for the winter scents if, if, you know, that's where your budget is, and then free shipping on anything above $30. So great deal. Healthiest soap for dry skin, uh, that doesn't inflame your, your body because whatever goes in your skin goes in your body. QPGoatSoap.com, promo code Daniel. Okay, folks, so 
We started this year in the backdrop of 2022 where we were despondent. We were despondent because we were getting crushed on the border invasion, on the debt inflation, on the green energy, on, you know, obviously national security stuff, crime, COVID fascism, people dying left and right, sick from the vaccines. Obviously the targeting politically, you know, Democrats are just crushing us electorally. They have this entire early voting, ballot harvesting, ground game that it's just become a juggernaut. A hundred percent of my colleagues, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. There's not a single exception. Okay, whether they currently support Trump, support DeSantis, support Nikki Haley, whatever it is, a hundred percent felt that Republicans would win on par with at least 2010 last year, if not much greater. I was a little bit more skeptical, but certainly I thought it would be a win. And we were all wrong. And it's just truly remarkable given how Biden is much more unpopular than than Obama or Clinton personally. And both of those got crushed in their first midterms. The economy was terrible. Actually, inflation and gas prices peaked around headed into the general election of 2022. I mean, from a political science standpoint, it was astounding. It was astounding. Republicans essentially lost the election at a time where even, uh, you know, a, a regular win would have been a loss given the circumstances. And we all recognized it. We all recognized it. And in fact, the only saving grace, ironically, was that because of DeSantis in Florida and an overperformance in the New York governor's race, Republicans narrowly won the House. So we knew headed into this that we had two tests. We have to do something politically um, in terms of presidential politics. We have to have an image facelift. We have to have an agenda in the United States House to actually stymie this agenda we all said is destroying America. All the things we went through, you know, the last couple of years, the cathartic moments, the BLM, the COVID fascism, January 6th, we got to do something. And let's put the presidential stuff on a shelf for a minute. Let's talk about Congress. So, you know, I looked at you all and I said, look, I've known Kevin McCarthy for years. I followed him. And this guy's an utter disaster. This just, this just can't go on. You mean to tell me this is what we're going to start a GOP house with? This guy will never fight for us. And surprisingly, we started off the year with a robust group of 20 people that succeeded in just holding the floor and blocking his nomination. And yet 90% of the Trump movement of the conservative talk radio dumped on it, dumped on it when, when we actually had the leverage. And of course, Trump himself was the decisive vote in, um, he doesn't get a vote, but he does get a vote really because he's a force multiplying vote and telling them you better stand down and support McCarthy. And then afterwards he endorsed Rona McDaniel, nothing changed. And, you know, we, we had a fight against Mitch McConnell, Rick Scott, you know, who's not great himself, Ran for minority leader. He got only 10 votes. So we kept the same leadership structure. Now, 
because McCarthy was desperate, we got some concessions from him, but it was ended before we really nailed down the details. And Trump was the single biggest factor in his supporters on talk radio, with few exceptions. There were a couple that are big Trump supporters that did not support McCarthy, but generally it, it overlapped and we were completely screwed. And we had leverage with must-pass bills. Debt ceiling came first in June. And then the budget deadlines, first September 30th, and then again November 15th. And now it's kicked again, but there's no, they're almost open about it, that they're not going to do anything. And then we have certain reauthorization, like the pandemic and health preparedness reauthorization, FISA 702, the NDAA, must-pass bills. Here we are, every single one. Not only did we not move the ball down the field one inch, we tossed an interception on every one, on every single one. And if you just look at it in terms of like budget numbers, or, or, or just numbers in general, if you want to give statistics to this, illegal immigration. We've had roughly 3.5 million illegals. If you count the estimated gotaways with the apprehensions, more than the insane 2022 where Democrats held the trifecta. And this was the whole reason we won back the House. The debt. The debt. Okay, yeah. Two and a half trillion in just a half a year. Inflation. It's just as bad. In fact, the only thing that's calmed down is gas prices, and that's really because we're headed into a recession because there is decreased demand. And then while I don't have, it's hard to give data on the vaccines just for 2023 relative to 2022, you know, how many died per uh, per, per dose, you know, because most people aren't getting it anymore. But put it this way, we have another million people that have been added to the disability roles just this year it's an unbelievable statistic and that's the only reason that 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 makes sense the vaccines so we are nowhere closer to having a reckoning on a single issue that matters in fact each one is getting worse it goes on unchecked and all we're sitting and dancing around is the poll, the poll, the poll. And now we're even worse off because we thought at least if McCarthy would just screw us, then we would have this righteous indignation against him. There would be this reawakening among the conference, even among the moderates, like we're not accomplishing anything. But instead, we decided to, you know, the same people who didn't want to get out McCarthy at the time to get him out, at the worst time, they decided to get him out. And we're stuck with a guy that we're saddled with who's now perceived as one of us, Mike Johnson, when in fact he's doing the same thing and and even worse, screwing us with interest. Did you know that the NDAA that Mike Johnson signed off with, not only does it gut every provision, you know, around, you might think, oh, well, we can't add riders to it. It's just got to be a clean NDAA. No, no, no. They actually made sure to get in a provision forbidding the president from pulling the U.S. out of NATO without first getting approval of two-thirds of the Senate. They wanted to make sure we protect NATO, which has become nothing but a, a racket for Ukraine and Turkey. I mean, they make sure to get their stuff in there. So this is where we are on a, on a congressional level. 
We've accomplished absolutely squat. Nothing other than now having the Trump equivalent at a congressional level. Oh, he supports Trump, so it's all good. It's all good. By the way, Kevin McCarthy does too. Kevin McCarthy recently, he said over the weekend, he, he'd be willing to serve in a Trump administration. He likes Trump. That's his, that's his, uh, um, the ransom you have to pay. By the way, Matt Rosendale, the guy who was originally refused to take the call from Trump when he was fighting McCarthy, now he announced he's endorsing Trump, of course, because he met with him, he went down there, and probably the agreement was if he endorses Trump, then Trump will remain neutral. He's not getting Trump's endorsement, by the way. He's not reciprocating, but otherwise he would have endorsed Steve Daines, who's the other Republican senator, the chairman of the NRSC, who is demanding everyone endorse him. Uh, so so now he'll, he'll, he'll just stay, stay on the sidelines. All to service one man's ego. You know, we, we, we thought we, we went through 2022. Trump was kind of quiet for about a year and a half. And still Republicans got crushed. Still their image was in the toilet. And all signs pointed to one thing. It was like we had a red wave in one area. There was one guy that seemed to crack the code of conservative governance with electoral viability. Huge electoral viability. And all the polls at the time showed that. They showed DeSantis would win or be competitive in the primary and then certainly win in a general. And it all showed that. But then we went into 2023. And nothing changed except for the polls. In fact, the same factors that would work against Republicans, against Trump, got even worse. And the proof is in the pudding in all the special elections and the off-year November elections. See, you, you could say 2022 was kind of a stalemate, but a bad loss given the environment politically what Republic, Republicans should have done. In 2023, Republicans are downright losing with Supreme Court elections, special elections, Wisconsin, and all the states that they need to win. They're getting crushed. But the polls show them doing the crushing. I mean, you can't bridge that gap. But anyway, before I get to presidential, I just want to play this clip of Kevin McCarthy on intersectionality. Take a listen right here. Uh, you know, there's a lot more, but, but uh, take a listen to McCarthy here. I look over at the Democrats and they stand up. They look like America. We stand up, we look like the most restrictive country club in America. And I decide then, either I am going to be the leader of a declining end of a party, or I have to change the opportunity in this party. So I embrace in something else, okay? Since that time, we've elected the most women, Republicans, the most minority Republicans ever to the House. But to do so, I'm going to have to ruffle feathers. So for a Republican woman or Republican minority to win, the, the November election is not their tough election. It's the primary. So what I do is I would engage in primaries. And I would help. And it, sometimes you lose some. Sometimes you have problems. Okay, so that intersectionality. And, and he bragged at how he got involved in primaries, which he did to screw our candidates to elect a bunch of rhinos. 
I warned about that, by the way, in, in the previous election cycle. Of course, nobody got on the ground. We have no movement in place. Forget, forget about how to win a general. Forget about Trump. We have no movement in place to defeat rhinos in Congress. We have people like, who's that jerk from North Dakota who's up for re-election? Big, big rhino, and he just endorsed Trump. We have no... Uh, Movement to get him out. He's up for re-election. The two Nebraska senators are up for re-election. Um, Roger Wicker's up for re-election. Screwed us on every single issue for Mississippi. They're going to sail through. We have not improved in one manner, one manner to change the party, to change the issues, to change the legislatures, to change the way we focus on issues, and to become more viable in a general election. Nothing. But that is that is the Kevin McCarthy... And, and he's laughing out of us because McCarthy knows that maybe the speakership didn't work out, but his legacy, his imprint stays. Remember, we, we think the House is very conservative just relative to the Senate, which is pure hell. So in the Senate, you have like, you know, five to ten halfway okay Republicans. So there, maybe you could have 60, 70 but still far short of 218. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed one iota. And that's just the way it is. And we think we've changed it. But now, something started to change. So we had, the obviously, the Trump indictment. Now, look, if you want to tell me the Trump indictment could like change the minds of Republican primary voters. I could believe it. There's something called in in you know cinema, in literature, in movies, willing suspension of disbelief. I want to enjoy the show, so I'm willing to believe that there are certain unrealistic things that could ha- happen in the plot of the story. And all right, you know, I, I, as you well know, I don't have a high view of Republican voters. I've spent 15 years trying to drain the swamp, unlike others. And typically, the loser establishment guy with the most money and name ID wins. So, yeah, I mean, Trump is the 800-pound gorilla in the room, and he'll win. But it is a, it was always a little bizarre that DeSantis was doing this well before, and then suddenly the guy freaking has all the ground game, all the endorsements in Iowa. Forget about the other states. Fine. Okay, let, let's. I'm, I'm willing to believe he can't win there. But in Iowa, won't move an inch. Des Moines Register poll, he doesn't move a single point nothing, nowhere. Okay, that, that's a little bit funny. I mean, but you say, well, Daniel, because he, he ran nationally and people just saw him that just, just don't like it. Okay, so a couple things there. You'd have to believe that he was so electable in Florida, but then so unelectable everywhere else. Okay, fine. That's, that's a little bit weird. But okay, maybe it happens. You go to a national stage and things are different. But then the problem is that you go to Iowa, and he already has 30,000 signed commitments to vote for him. Like, on paper. Remember, Trump himself only got 45,000 votes in Iowa during the 2016 caucuses. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm willing to believe Trump's ahead everywhere else, and even somewhat ahead in Iowa. But by that much, it, it, the, the math doesn't add up. And then there's the other thing that in order for the numbers to make sense, and, and this is a theme that you're going to see, that the internal 
explanatory question numbers of the top line polls don't equal the top line polls. It's one plus one equals 11. Doesn't make sense. And that is the voters are all very open to to DeSantis when you combine first and second ballot. He's with Trump. Uh, they like him. It so so that doesn't make sense because let let's say DeSantis never they never had pre uh, indictment polling. It's like okay may, maybe he'd be a you know he did so well in Florida maybe the voters are accepted. Ah, you know what? Looks like not. Looks like they're not willing to to move on from Trump. I, yeah, I could totally believe that. But he was polling that well and then flips. The only thing that could explain that is that there would be downright negative. I don't like him. But the problem is those po- same polls don't pick that up. In other words, you'd have to believe that the average Republican voter regards DeSantis the way Roger Stone and Laura Loomer do. And and, and it's just that, that's not founded in in reality doesn't make any sense it literally makes no sense so but you know what all right maybe maybe still we could believe it i mean you know conservative media is all trump all the time they're attached to trump we've spent eight years where they've they've covered up all of his problems and for whatever reason i mean even in iowa even with all the endorsements the governor the ground game it's just not moving an inch because people are just stuck on trump okay Maybe. But then here, here's the problem. Here's the checkmate on the polling. And by the way, it doesn't necessarily mean that the primary polling is wrong to the point that really DeSantis is down right ahead. But it does mean that the polls are a psyop and they make no sense. We now have polls coming out, multiple institutions, showing Trump winning in the general election. Not just just about getting the margins that you would need to replicate 2016, you know, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Georgia, Arizona, but winning 40 to 45 states, winning margins that we haven't seen since Reagan 1984. At, at the same time that not just 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, Republicans losing in all those states with all those demographics. But even right now in real time, as we have the polls and even after the polls showed Trump winning Reagan 84 stuff, the environment of special elections and and regular off-season elections are showing a downright Democrat environment, a pro-Democrat environment across the board. It makes no sense. First, our other sponsor today is our friends at Patriot Academy. Look, another week. We're, we're a week out to our terrific course. We're going to be out in Fredericksburg for a four-day defensive handgun training course. Um, those of you who couldn't make it, Go to patriotacademy.com slash Daniel. If you want to learn how to defend yourself with confidence and safely and accurately in a gunfight, it's so important to learn how to train, not just own or carry a weapon. Go to patriotacademy.com slash Daniel. And we have, we're going to have a, a course in January and March, two of them in March actually, and April as well. So you could look at the dates there's two-day and four-day options. I recommend the four-day. You'll get exponentially more out of it. 
But I understand some of you can't take off from work that long. So, so you, know, you know, there is a two-day option. And I, I can't guarantee when I'll be there next. I'm not going to be there in January. I might be there for March 4th. And right now, we don't have rifles scheduled. It's all only handgun. But those of you who are interested, email me, danielhorowitz at startmail.com, and I'll you know build a tally here and, and give it to the guys at Patriot Academy, Rick Green and his boys, to see if we can get an AR defensive uh, you know rifle training, AR defensive uh, training up. Um, a lot of fun and you know deadly important. So again, patriotacademy.com slash Daniel, see what date works for you. So, folks, we have this Michigan poll that shows um, it shows Trump beating Biden by 10 in Michigan, by 10 points in Michigan. Now, just just recognize in 1988, when Bush crushed Dukakis, he only won Michigan by eight. Reagan only won it by six in 1980. In 84, he he blew it out more. But, dude, like, Michigan is the state. Everyone agrees. The Republican Party has collapsed. That's like the mirror image of Democrats in Florida. But, incidentally, by the way, they overperformed the RCP average by 9.6 points in the governor's race in 2022. Oh, look, Trump is winning by 10. I mean, dude, it... There's nothing in Michigan that shows that. Nothing. Like, that's the worst state to show that in. I mean, you just may as well just come out, and I'm sure they'll have that soon, that Trump is beating Biden in California, and Massachusetts, in Maryland, in, in Hawaii. Dude, it makes no sense. I mean, we're seeing this all over the place. Oh, and he's winning by, by five in Georgia. Trump lost two Senate seats there. He's unpopular as hell. By the way, even among Republican voters, most polls show like a 40% disapproval rate among Republicans in Georgia. You can't add that up. It makes no sense. They side with the prosecution there because of the governor and everything. I'm not agreeing with it. I'm just saying you want to find some sort of far-flung state that you could create a narrative behind that something's going on there. They pick his weakest states and they say he's not just winning, but winning bigger, like, turning back two generations of, of politics. It makes no sense. And, and again, there's one thing if we didn't have elections this year. But man, you know, the economy is really bad. We thought it would happen last year, but maybe the voters have thick skulls, but it finally broke through. It didn't. Look at the election results. This is, this is 100% a PSYOP. They're telling you, He's, it's inevitable he's going to win the primary, dispirit anyone who wants to vote against him. And not only that, he's the, strongest, he's the strongest candidate. Everything we saw is the opposite is true. How stupid could you be? Well, you might be, well, Daniel, ah, uh, uh, well, no, that's the establishment. Republicans suck, and they're getting crushed. But Trump, no, this is different because now Trump is on the ballot. And then now he's going to crush. Well, what about 2020? I mean, voters are more happy with his insanity and the stuff he says now than they were then. They have less Trump fatigue. Well, it was stolen then. Well, then it will be stolen now too. I mean, what 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 changed? But it's it's Trump. But here's the problem with that. 
The same polls are showing Nikki Haley, who is literally a, a lab AI creation of the GOP establishment, is winning by an even greater margin. She's winning by 12. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Wait, she's winning by 17 in, in, in no, no, 12 in, in, in Michigan and six in, in Georgia. <laughs> okay, 12 points. And by the way, the Wall Street Journal has Nikki Haley beating Biden by nationally by 17 points. Okay, this is like Watergate Democrat era stuff or or like uh, roughly uh, Reagan Reagan versus Mondale. So so uh, uh, checkmate. <laughs> Nikki Haley is generic Republican. Generic Republicans are getting slaughtered in real time in every even light red areas, certainly purple areas, and you're saying she's going to win 49 states. That's what it would mean. She will win 49 states and Trump will win 43 states. And here, here, so now here's the kicker. Here's the side up. So, so what's the news story? What's the general tenor of the Trump world and the establishment? I mean, they're both the same, but the Trump establishment, the old establishment, and the Democrat media. Trump is amazing, right? The media is being very amazing to him. Look, he's winning, he's winning. Nikki Haley is amazing, and and DeSantis is a dog. Okay, they all agree. The Trump world, the establishment, and the media, they're just trashing him left and right. They will tell you who they fear. So what do you know it, folks? The polls reflect that. So Haley is up 12 in Michigan. Trump is up 10 in Michigan. And DeSantis is down 8. Okay. Folks, from a political science standpoint, that makes no sense. So it's impossible for a Republican to be leading that much in a state where the Republican Party collapsed. They have no ground game. They just got crushed. They underperformed the polls by 10 points there. There's nothing left. They lost both legislatures for the first time in a generation. Okay? But somehow they're winning. Okay, that's one level. But at the same time, DeSantis is losing by 20 points more than Nikki Haley and in whatever, 18 um, more than Trump. For That, that makes no sense. It, it's never like that. If it, 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 Meaning, what that would represent is a Watergate sort of environment for Democrats while they're winning every election. But, okay. Watergate environment. But then DeSantis, who previously was the most electable conservative, who was the one place that had coattails of a red wave and literally we won the house because of him he's now like in other words in order to have that much of a swing within candidates in an environment like that would be as if you had a candidate it would have to be that he had some sort of insane scandal personal scandal you know like kind of like trump what i'm telling you is you put it together it makes no sense you know what it reminds me of? Uh, you have all these forecast models. Uh, we, we haven't had snow. There's like a snow drought in this part of the country for the last two years. So they were very excited. They thought this rainstorm would have an end of snow. And all these meteorologists were were pushing out these models. Again, like look at these models. And, and a few of them were showing like a few inches of snow. And while they were showing that, the very models and forecasts, 
were showing that the temperatures would ne- at the coldest period would never dip below 34. Meaning usually when you have a warm air la- uh, warm air mass like we had, you got in the 50s because of the warm air from the rainstorm, and then suddenly it drops to 31, 32, even then it won't stick to the roads because of the, the warm temperatures on the ground. But here you're telling me at 34, no, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be like just snow showers. It's not going to do anything. And indeed, that's what happened here in Maryland uh, in the morning, at least my part of Maryland. But that, I mean, it's like you're telling me you're going to have a blizzard accumulating snow and temperatures above freezing. It just makes no sense. It is 100% a PSYOP designed to get one particular result, okay? And and what is that result? I'm just going to read to you a post, and I don't know who she is, Tara Servadius on Twitter. I couldn't have said it better myself. The Democrats are running a PSYOP on GOP voters and we're walking right into the trap. Now, the goal, what's now, she sets out a timeline. Right now, here's the goal. Consolidate GOP voter support behind Trump by convincing Republicans with manipulated polls that Trump can easily beat Biden. Ignore or don't promote the internals of these polls that show if Trump is convicted, Biden, as unpopular as he is, beats Trump by 6 to 10 points, cheating or no cheating. And by the way, folks, that, that assumes that they even keep Biden. Again, the internal numbers show in every poll Trump is as unpopular as hell Everything that turned voters off from him, and you guys all know them, show me a single swing voter that's like, oh my gosh, now I'm all for it. Somehow that's going to change. Okay, December, January. The MSM runs a relentless media campaign to ensure Nikki Haley, a uniparty member who is essentially a Democrat, is maneuvered into second position in the GOP primary as an insurance policy. Back her with tens of millions of Democrat dollars to ensure this happens. March. Start the first major Trump trial after Super Tuesday, by which time enough GOP primary nominating contests will have been held to cement Trump as the nominee. Now we're trapped. May to June. Now lower the boom. Convict Trump for the first time ahead of the GOP nominating convention in July, knowing a vicious floor fight will break out. The internals of Democrat polls have been telling us for months the GOP will fracture if Trump is convicted. 50% 50% wanting Trump to stay on the ballot, 50% wanting him to, to move on. The GOP and their voters are torn right down the middle with enraged Trump supporters vowing not to support a replacement, even if Trump is in prison on Election Day and the other half of the party panicking about not replacing Trump on the ballot and desperately seeking a, an alternative. Now it is clear why Democrats spent millions on Nikki Haley, millions that weren't targeted at Trump, the Democrats' preferred choice for a nominee, but... Uh, but at eliminating DeSantis and putting Haley in the second position. August. Now for the final coup de grace, Democrats replace Biden as their nominee with a much more popular Dem who is unveiled to great MSM acclaim at their August convention. Quite likely a second Trump conviction will be in hand at this point, delivered by overwhelmingly liberal blue state juries who don't care about the facts in his cases. Any presidential campaign Trump had is dead as Trump is either in prison or in prison at Mar-a-Lago with liberal, liberal judges controlling his every word. As is already happening now, most of Trump's campaign funds go for legal bills. There's essentially no campaign. Trump crashes in the polls as the GOP tears itself apart. In polling, the Dem candidate surges and polls begin to show the House and Senate tilting to the Dems 
by big margins, or the GOP succeeding in removing Trump as a nominee, enraging half the party's voters who now refuse to coalesce around the new GOP nominee. Some even refuse to vote at all or vow to write Trump's name in instead. And then there you go. November, massive, maybe even historic Democrat landslide finally gives the Dems the numbers they need in the House and Senate to pack the Supreme Court, annihilate the Bill of Rights, most especially 1A and 2A, pass amnesty for 60 million illegals, permanently flipping the country blue and creating a one-party system in the USA like they have in China. Democrats then force the laws they passed in California on the rest of us, and, you know, we live happily ever after. Tell me where you disagree with that. Tell me where you disagree with that, because this is exactly, exactly what we are seeing them push. The sum total of everything we are seeing them push is elevate Nikki Haley, elevate Trump, DeSantis is garbage, and then lower the boom. It Look, with the way we have the demographics, these numbers would make no sense even if we won big in 2022. But we got crushed then, we're getting crushed now. It, I, I can't believe... I thought they would try to somewhat make it realistic, but the conservative movement is such low IQ on politics and policy that they'll fall for it every single time. Meanwhile, Trump gets to tell the RNC to terminate the debates because, in fact, what was happening is people were starting to tune in. DeSantis was getting traction from them. Again, between that and the Gavin Newsom thing, there's no way he didn't gain traction. But... Rona McDaniel, every every conservative, every MAGA person, Rona McDaniel's dirt. And yet Trump still supports her, saved her job. We now know why. So he's calling in the favors to cancel all the debates. And now's the time we need to debate this stuff more than ever. So we're supposed, we have hard results from DeSantis versus the rest of the GOP. And we're supposed to believe that It's the exact opposite. He is the most unelectable person in the history of the world. And everyone else in the GOP is like Watergate levels and Trump is right at the top. But also Nikki Haley. It it makes no sense. And by the way, I'd be remiss if I didn't point this out. Um, You know, uh, speaking of that, so Trump not only is too cowardly to debate, but he's too cowardly to have the people exposed to DeSantis just in a standalone debate. So now Trump goes ahead and he he was speaking at some sort of New York City black tie event. Big donors there, you know, of course, very populist. And he had this to say about his bravery for debating Hillary Clinton. But I went onto that stage just a few days later, and a general who's a fantastic general actually said to me, Sir, I've been on the battlefield. Men have gone down on my left and on my right. I stood on hills where soldiers were killed. But I believe the bravest thing I've ever seen was the night you went onto that stage with Hillary Clinton after what happened. And then that woman asked you the first question about it. And I said, Locker room talk. It's locker room talk. What the hell? What are you talking? Locker room talk. (laughs) 
That was not a great... So, folks, DeSantis pointed this out, and everyone's like, he's, he's being a liberal and attacking Trump. So, like, I mean, it's this sort of thing. I, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, this was like Desert Storm. This was, this was Normandy for me. I debated Hillary Clinton and said to lock her up. Like, what? Is he like, making fun out of us? He didn't lock her up, first of all. I mean, he's literally able to get up in front of our audience be too cowardly to debate and say, the greatest thing I ever did was debate Hillary Clinton. I, I just, are we that stupid? I, I, I can't go along with this. By the way, it's Kevin Kramer, who's the rhino who's up for election. And he's saying everyone needs to coalesce around Trump. That guy is like a leftist beyond belief. They don't get farther left than him. Then meanwhile, there's another guy who's a truth teller that no one wants to talk about, Bob Good, one of the original five who went up against McCarthy, one of the most conservative records of all time in Congress. He's one of only three people who endorse DeSantis. This is the quality of the people who support DeSantis. So the Trump people found a private conversation of Bob Good, congressman from Virginia, and they think it's some sort of a scandal of him talking about Trump versus DeSantis. It's actually extremely lucid. So let's go and play it right here. Now you're asking me privately. I don't say this. Do you want to be the only person that deludes to Joe Biden? If he's a nominee, and I don't criticize him, you're asking me privately. I don't say this. He is, in my view, more of a true conservative. I can give you example after example. Trump blamed pro-lifers for the election loss back in November. Ron DeSantis passes the heartbeat bill in Florida, and Trump is saying we need to back off on abortion. Trump did red flag laws when he was president, and Ron DeSantis has done concealed carry in Florida. I decided to force DeSantis and Meg, I thought, you know what, I can't sit by and watch and then regret that we nominated him. We may well do it. And then the lawsuit, I'm sorry, the, the prosecutions and the courts, I'm, I'm fearful as he carries that baggage. But as the convictions, as the, as the charges mount, fear that I'm a ability to win and I want eight years. Okay, folks, so you heard that. That is basically what every sane person knows quietly. Um, one's much more electable, and you'll get the policies you want. The other one's killing us, but no one wants to say anything because we can't insult Mitt Trump. So you have Kevin McCarthy, you have Kevin Kramer, you have every rhino under the sun endorsing Trump. You have the media is like salivating over him. Are you that stupid? It's funny. We live in a movement that doesn't know affirmative good. But they judge everything from, oh, well, if the media is this, then I'm not that. But there's one exception. The media is fawning over the poll. Oh, the polls? Michigan. Michigan and Georgia are Trump's worst states. And in general, forget about Trump, the Republican brand across the board is getting crushed. And somehow we're to believe that Every Republican is going to win, except for DeSantis. It's the funniest thing in the world. It's the funniest thing. It doesn't compute. That's what I'm saying. It's too... The, the, the gulf between the polls and reality 
and lived human experience. It's too far. Oh, it's going to be 60 degrees outside. 10 inches of snow. Now, here's the thing. I am 100% confident that these polls are a psyop with the general election. Okay, General election, I could swear in a Bible. right? You know that it, it can't happen. Now, as far as the primary, we don't have as much proof of concept. In other words, the point I'm trying to say is juxtaposed to every poll showing Republicans do good is an actual election in real time, whether it's a Supreme Court election, a special congressional election, legislative election, off-year elections where the Republicans are getting crushed. The abortion issue, other things, doesn't make sense. And by the way, you can't divorce Trump from that. Because whether Trump himself is a social liberal, the we might recognize that, but the, to the swing voters, he is the guy who overturned Roe. I mean, so if that bothers you, you're not going to be like, I am animated by Roe to swing against Republicans and buck the trend of the economy, but Trump's different. Him I love. Like, like no, that makes no sense. As far as the primaries, it's not like we have a Trump versus DeSantis proxy that you you could you could judge on and, and, and gauge with the polls um, in an accurate way. So I don't know. But what I do know is this. What I do know is this. There is no way those numbers are true in Iowa. And we have it on good. Uh, what, what I know is DeSantis's numbers are higher than the Des Moines Register poll and Trump's numbers are definitely lower. But the problem, what I think the truth is, is more like, rather than like 51 to 19, it's more like, you know, 37, 27. The problem is, given all the obsession with the polls of how Trump's winning by a million, if you'd have a poll now that he's only winning by 10, that in itself would create momentum. And that in itself, given the ground game and the endorsements, it would really make a difference. And the system cannot allow that. So the system is coming up with a PSYOP that it's it's hopeless. It's hopeless because even in Iowa, it's hopeless, so it's hopeless in every other state. And look, that in itself could make a difference. Definitely can. And the campaign, it, if they want to win, they need to find a way to push polls the other way because polling is going to matter. And it just is what it is. So do I believe really DeSantis is winning? No, but... You take the sum total of everything, those numbers don't make any sense. And when they're coupled with the general election numbers, perfectly designed to have Trump in a certain way, Haley in a certain way, but then DeSantis in a certain way, not just in the primary, but in the general, it, it's, it's overkill. It's overkill. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, wait a minute. Any inkling I had to believe you just went out the window. It literally makes no sense. The Morton Register poll says that 73% say they believe Trump can win against Biden, regardless of his legal challenges, up from 65% in October. See, I believe that because that is a sum total of the polls. It's a complete psyop. Have you noticed? See, if you follow these people, like Politico Playbook is like the Bible of, the, of what the political world thinks in a given day. The CW, conventional wisdom. And, I mean, they, they just love Trump. It's so weird. But they don't. Because the minute they secure the nomination for him, 
That will happen. Nothing has changed under the sun. Nothing is new under the sun. We let the left pick our nominee every damn time. And this time's no different. This time's no different. It's just pathetic. We're to believe in Michigan. Michigan. There is no great. And by the way, meanwhile, one of the things you're seeing from the real elections, not the polls, is that even if you could get the polls somewhat accurate and they would somehow somewhere in the ballpark show that environment, Republicans have like an eight to 10 point gap with ground game now. And nothing they have done because the RNC has become a Trump legal fundraising racket. And that's another point people are missing. Democrats are going to have all that ground game. Even if we just coalesce around him, it would all have to go to dealing with his legal problem. There would be no campaign. You can't win like that. But part, part of how Trump surprised everyone in 2016 is because he worked hard on the ground and Hillary just like threw it away. She took it for granted and just didn't campaign in a lot of these states. It matters. It really does matter. But notice, this is what we have. The coalescence of everything. And by the way, I was going to talk about the economy. I didn't have much time today. Look, the economy is bad, but it's more subtle. The biggest thing everyone notices is gas prices. Now, ironically, you pay a lot more in other things, but that's what everyone notices because it's so prominently displayed. So ironically, it's gone down a lot. And again, because that's because the price of oil and that's because we're headed into a recession, so there's decreased demand. But my point is, it's not like, oh my gosh, it was $4 a tank then and it still wasn't enough for Republicans to win. But now it's up to 5 Maybe now, okay, the bottom's falling out from under, under the Dems. No, I mean, it, it's not. I mean, and, you, and the top line news that from the government data, I've debunked it. But the top line news is that the economy is, no, it's not, it's not a problem. Inflation's gone down. I'm saying in terms of what the voters are going to think, there's nothing around that's going to make the swing voter more endeared towards Trump, more um, you, you know, predisposed to vote GOP, more against Biden than they were before. I mean, tell me where I'm wrong. What changed? Like, even if you want to tell me somehow that the um, the indictment against Trump really created a sea change in GOP primary voters, you can't tell me it's helping in those voters. Because remember, like, one of the things we've seen consistently, so there's the tranny stuff, there's the border, there's crime, there's inflation, the economy, freedoms, medical freedom. Those are all winning issues. But then there's two other issues. There's the election was stolen. And then there's abolish the FBI kind of stuff. Now, I agree with both of them, actually. But I, I have enough self-awareness, and this is clear, they're not winners with the voters you need to win an election. And even worse than that, it's like light blue is certainly against you. Purple is against you. And even light red is against you on those issues. And we need to build the Overton window on that. But but people, people, you know, if you say that you're this political targeting, I think that the voters could, could understand that. 
but they do not think that we live in a gulag. They they don't know it. So when someone is indicted, the voters think that, oh, that's real. They're convicted. That must be real. Our voters, the core of the base, will cry bloody murder. But the other other voters, if you think that's going to endear him, it just doesn't. I'm just going to tell you. And that's not just a Trump thing. That's anyone. You take anyone unfairly prosecuted, no one wants to think that we're living in North, North, North Korea or not those voters. That's just a fact. And you're seeing it in all of the exit polling, which really accurately depicts the actual people on the ground voting. That's the reality. I'm sorry. So if that, if anything, inflation has gotten better. You have abortion politics has, you know, given more steam to the other side. Trump has gotten more crazy in his statements, the things that turn people off that we know from the election results did. And we're somehow to believe the opposite. It just like, it doesn't make sense. And what I'm trying to tell you is once you put that together, it may shed light on the primary as well. Because it doesn't make, it just, the numbers don't make sense. You want to show me that, you know, he's treading water in South Carolina. It's not very, DeSantis, that is, not very popular in New Hampshire. But, you know, 10-point ball game in in Iowa. And then the other states that he hasn't campaigned in. And it's just kind of generic. Trump still has a big lead. I, I, I could believe that. But I cannot believe that he's down 32 points in Iowa. Hasn't moved the needle one iota. And and, and 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 remember the polling beforehand. Well, that was pre-indictment. The indictment alone can't do that. It can't. I'm sorry. It doesn't make any sense. Because the indictment really has not been in the news that much recently as Iowa has really picked up steam and is headed into the opening stretch that was before so it wouldn't intensify in the other direction and by the way there were a few other polls out that did show very marginally and and i felt they were inaccurate that trump was losing his top line still had a commanding lead but his his ceiling was was lower and now you come out with one that no it, it actually went the other way he's into the 50s just doesn't make any sense there is no, I will eat my hat if if this turns out not to be a PSYOP. Again, it doesn't mean it's the same gap that you find in the general election. I'm not saying DeSantis is really winning by 20. But what I am saying is they're trying to do a forward advancement with the polls. Kind of a push-pull. A push-pull. Trump's ahead. But they grossly exaggerated at every stage to create, you know, another shave off another few people like, eh, he's inevitable. And, and voters do, do especially stupid Republicans, more so than Democrats who are smarter voters. I'm sorry if you're offended, but it's the truth. They vote for their prerogatives. We don't. We negate them. And then it peels off a few people. And then, you know, it, it's kind of a, a, a moment. And then, you know, DeSantis gets momentum from something that peels it back. But then... They'll, they'll come up with that again. We'll find out. We'll find out. But my, 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 my fear is not that we're going to come election day and you're going to see the Des Moines Register uh, poll as the actual results. I'm not scared of that. Because if it is, then I'm at peace with that. 
I'm scared it will be something more like, you know, Trump not winning by 30, but winning by 10. And I'll be like, man, you know, if not for the PSYOP, what would it have really looked like? Because that did peel off people. That, that's, that's what I'm concerned about, and that's exactly why they are doing it. If you think the Democrats are going to be throughout the entire general election, oh my gosh, Trump's just a juggernaut. He's winning. I mean, dude, like, pick, pick, a, pick another, pick, I would say pick Wisconsin, but Republicans just got crushed with the Supreme Court election there. But at least most people don't know about that. But Michigan? Michigan's the worst state for Republicans. I, I, I don't get it. I'd sooner believe a poll that somehow they're closing the gap in California than Michigan, which is headed dramatically momentum velocity-wise in the other direction. But we're to believe that this is it. This is it. We're to believe that... I, 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 I want you to keep in mind... Again, if you show me he, Trump is replicating roughly 2016, and well, maybe I could scratch my brains, it would still be inexplicable. But what, what the polls are showing is that Trump is winning blue voters. Forget about purple voters. That there's a whole bunch of Democrats that are like, yeah, I mean, I couldn't stand this guy for eight years, but but now... I mean, wh- where am I wrong? Daniel Horowitz at startmail.com. Where am I wrong? Let me know. But this is what we've done both in Congress at a presidential election level. We're just doubling down on the same failure theater. Again, if you want to like kiss Trump's rear end, but we're full bore in the congressional stuff, full bore in the state legislative stuff, full bore in primaries, like... You know, you have Steve Bannon type of people and organizations working the Senate primaries, working the House. Not only aren't they working it, but those guys are endorsing Trump and, and then getting a free pass. It's the worst of all policy and political and electoral outcomes. And that's just how we're going to have to put 2023 to bed. What a horrible year. Wait till 2024. <laughs> We'll move the Overton window more, but we got, this is our last week here, so we're going to have some special guests coming up, hopefully, later in the week. We're going to try to really make the most of it, um, but I'm serious. If you think there is something that explains how you could have a blizzard with 60-degree weather, the political equivalent, let me know. Daniel Harwoods at StarMail.com. Till then, let's do Micah 6-8. God bless you all, and thank you for listening. 